Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the War Dragons unofficial podcast. I am your host, LX460, and I have with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Croth. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you doing today? Today's a big one, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm you super ready? excited about this. You ready? Yeah, let's, let's fucking, do it. I'm ready, dude. I've been ready all week. All, all right. right. Like, here it goes. Introducing. Oh, somebody's making noise already. <laughs> right, right in the I intro. Was, I thought you're, that you're not even on yet. Be quiet for a minute. King Dread. King Dread, fourth of his name, king of the spenders and ruler of the seven PG employees. All hail <laughs> King Dread. Hello. How's it going, guys? What's up, dude? What is up, man? The most infamous player in the game right here. <laughs> yeah. I can't I didn't know you Yukon was here. Who? Oh no. <laughs> you're not Yukon's alone. Though. Probably you should be starstruck if she was here. Oh. And I'll I'll introduce our second guest. Oh, yeah, go uh, for it, man. Yeah, we have Miss Flighty on. Um how Hello. are you doing today? There you go. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited you're here with us today. And, and does everybody know what you do? You are an integral part of Dread. I'm sure everybody around you knows that you know who you are. Everybody, but you're in like my mysterious life? in game. I don't know. You don't you don't use your name in game. This isn't even your name. I don't know. But you're you're pretty <laughs> special. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> there it is. That's that maniacal <laughs> giggle. Well, she you... was my number one officer when I was on Forsaken too. I kind of forgot That's about just... that. Story in itself, isn't it? It is, but they were not here about that. We're here about uh, something else that happened this week. Yeah. Little, All uh... right, so <laughs> let's kick it off. We've got <laughs> some we've got some questions planned, but we'll probably just flow through and uh, see how the conversation goes. So, all right, we'll uh, try it your way. Yeah, you you probably <laughs> dump in, but uh, first off, you know, for for everybody out there. Um, uh, you gave a little forum post of some dread history recently, Mr. King dread. Yep. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? You've been a, a mystery for a very long time. Well, um, what do you want to know? Personal? Yeah. You know uh, what, what brought you to the game? Are you in um, radio broadcasting? Cause there's a reason why we've never had you on the podcast before. Let me, let me just say that. Cause without a, without an, even a microphone, you're, you're working on some, laptop microphone right and you're blowing yeah. us way out of the water dude you sound a million times better than me do and i know croth now, for i know croth for a fact spent a lot more <laughs> than he probably should have on his setup and he don't sound half as good as you brother no he sounds better <laughs> no. um well for me i was at the barbershop I was told I had 30 minutes to wait for the next one. So I just got on the app, uh, on the app store, found this game and said, oh, this looks cool. We've all been duped, right? <laughs> like, cause, and I don't even, you know, I'm not even trying to shit on the game, but it, the ads look very different. Um, Dude, the game sucks. <laughs> you're not going to win PG Jared. With with that kind of talk, man. I'm just saying. Dude, I, I made up with him. I made up with him. We're good. I don't even need to do anything with that. Anyway, <laughs> this is about you, dude. So uh, 
you were at the barber shop. That's how you found the game. Seriously, I was at the barber shop. Went on App Store. It was just like, well, I got thirty minutes to kill, right? So I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. So found this game. I think it was one of those like recommended on the spotlight for that week kind of thing, right? So I downloaded it, played it, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I get to like actually control the dragon. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So I'm like, I'm like trying to see how that plays out, and then. I remember it was my time to go up for the haircut. I got my haircut. And then the first thing I thought about was, well, well, I kind of want to see where this is going, right? It was like (laughs) they used to have, I I think they told a little bit of a story about, you know, like War Dragons, they have like this lore story behind all this stuff, right? So, and I'm like, all right, I don't know. Like it piqued my interest because it's not like your usual, like, you know, you, you tap on a few things and then it just like, passively goes right and you have to check back in like three hours and that kind of stuff you know it's not one of those games it's actually interactive yeah it's it's an action game right so you know the game was cool and well (laughs) fuck (laughs) um i remember i started on a team called united dragons they're still around do you remember when you started well I don't remember the exact date, but like 2015, if, maybe it should be 2015. I thought it was probably 2014, but um, given the dates that are, you know, like posted, like the team creation dates and that kind of stuff that's posted in, yeah. in the team description, I guess it must've been 2015, right? So it's yeah, like spring 2015. So anyways, from what I was told, I downloaded the game a week after I guess it got released um, from beta. Hmm. So for those who don't know, um, prior to 2015, so, you know, I think even as early as 2013 or 2012, um, this game was around in, I think, like New Zealand, Australia, UK, like those, you know, non-US markets. And back then they used to do these frequent resets. So, you know, say you spent... You know, a thousand dollars. That's like nothing now. But you know, say you spend a thousand dollars at the time. Thousand dollars was a lot back then. Thousand dollars is the, still a lot, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who are you trying to uh, kill? So you were spending too much time with jail, dude. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's peanuts to him, you know. Um, so yeah. Anyways, at that time, say you spent a thousand dollars, and you know, you built your base up, but then they would reset the game everybody's account would get wiped and you go back to level one. And when you came back, all of the money that you spent would be in the Ruby amount. Hmm. And that's, that's how they used to do it. Um, and I remember, I think I joined up a week after the last final reset, which is when they went live into the U S market. So I'm guessing that's why it was probably like spotlighted right on the app store, that yep. kind of stuff, right? like a new upcoming game kind of thing. So you had a Ruby account too, like for buying Elite. Of oh yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Old as hell. I, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I have the same thing. So I'm not sure how far after I downloaded it after that. It must not have been too much because no, they, not, they, no. they got rid of that after pretty quickly. I, yeah, I think so. I think no, I think maybe like a year in. Oh, all right. But hmm. yeah, so you know, I was looking around and I'm like, well, if there's a team-based game, like that's kind of interesting. And for some reason, I was looking around and I saw United Dragons, and I'm like, okay, that's you know, let's see what that how that goes. I joined up, 
And the leader of the team at the time is actually still somebody that I speak to. Um, he still plays. Nice. And he's recently gave up his leadership on that team. He's I'd like an, an officer now. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just started playing the game, kept learning, right? Fast forward, uh, became an officer. And I remember our team, we were rising the ranks, right? We were warring. This is back when Karsis and Darha. <laughs> was, that, was that how you spell it? Yeah. Um, yeah I got Darha a story about that like, one. <laughs> yeah, Darha was just like the, the absolute king. It was, yeah. Um, for a hundred bucks, you could get an end game dragon that could knock down the top bases, right? So hundred bucks, or you could sit there and hit the the three ruby collect thing like a thousand times. Oh yeah, 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 and it, <laughs> yeah. And then fuckers ruined it because people started exploiting that shit. So, um, yeah. So our team at the time we rose up the ranks. I think we got up to as high as fourth global, or I guess you know global is like gold league or fucking yeah whatever it was at the time platinum league no i don't even think it was platinum. it was gold league at the time so we got up to fourth we were in the same league as dread dreadnought was number one at that time i never even heard of dreadnought right so i'm just like i'm focused on my team i don't really know the teams outside of it i'm just like well you know i'm here i got promoted to officer within i don't know a month or two and nice. i just remember it was just about you know like trying to teach people right because, like, you know, at the time, we're, like, all level 20s, level 30, level 40, right? So, I remember this is, um, I was getting Kelsis. <laughs> it was a warrior <laughs> at the time. And I remember, like, once you got Kelsis, then you can start actually being, like, participate in the wars uh, for the top bases. All right. And then Hydran came out. I remember, I don't know, this is weird that I remember all this. but That's the purple Hydran one. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydran came out, and then... Amarok came out. And when Amarok yep. came out, Amarok took a while. Amarok took a lot of tokens at the time, like relatively speaking, I think. And yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was fun. You know, well, back the then there, there was no XP bases and you had to have somebody like actually back you on stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it took forever. I remember I actually ran out of like uh, healing potions back then. Yeah. That was a thing back then. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. Um, yeah, so we grew, yeah, we kept going, kept going. We recruited, we were teaching people, and things were good. We were winning wars, and then so I, I heard wars num- that were a little different back then. Like you could like add like more buff- buffs and stuff to it, like as many as you wanted at, at one point. Um, were you there for that? There's people telling me you could like add like you know like a hundred swords and a hundred shields on there if you want, if you had them, if you wanted to. Like when you remember that. Yeah. No, that's no. I mean they're they're probably right. I I just I have a shit memory. Yeah. No, I, mean, <laughs> I don't. Me. I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember that. But yeah, at the time we grew up to number four. We were recruiting well, and then one night we got declared on by Dread. Nice. And it <clears> was <throat> just the fastest ass kicking at the time. Right. So, you know, we grew up to number four, right? So we've beaten all the other teams, you know, all the way up to there. And we're like, okay, we're thinking we're pretty good, right? We didn't think we were the best, but <laughs> we're like, okay, you know, we got a good crew. Um and then Dread declared and everything was wiped so fast. <laughs> right? Because there was an organization to it, and then they put on waves and then like just twenty minutes in, um, 
I think it was like 140 flames out of the 250 flames, right? Wow. It's like 20 minutes in. So it was just like, holy shit. So at the time, the leader was like, you know what? Uh, that same night, we had like two other wars. So it was like three wars. One of them was Dread. The other two were teams that were much more competitive towards us. where We did not get wiped out instantly, <laughs> right? So the leader at the time, Mori, he said, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to fight this one. We're not going to you know, just forget the Dread War. We'll focus on these two, right? We'll lose one, but we'll win two. And I think we wound up winning those two. But that night, um, a few of the quote unquote bigger players, the bigger accounts, did not like that we stopped, you know, trying to compete against Dread. Right. So immediately after that war, I think about six people left. Wow. And they all left to join Ar- uh, Arch Devils at the time. And after those first six, then like another 12 left, right? And at that time, one of the guys on our team on United Dragons was... um you know, guy from, I think, Singapore. Uh, good friend, you know, it was just, you know, he and I would talk and then he told me, you know, I kind of want to go up. He tells me he wants to go to Dread. You know, he, like after seeing that, he's like, I want to be a Dread. So, you know, at the now, time. Were, it's were like these the, guys like talking shit in league chat or are they just wiping you, not saying nothing? No, no, I don't <clears> remember <throat> that. I don't think I was checking league chat much then, but I don't think so. Uh, I think it was just business as usual right you get right. on you waved you, and then you cleaned up and that was it and you go back to bed <laughs> back <laughs> when you can go to bed during this game um oh you didn't have to stay up and defend all night you could just do it and no, be done with it no yeah because i think they knew that you know they rolled through 140 flames right out of the right. 250 so you know just so many bases just got wiped it's like there's no there's no match right so i think they just knew they didn't even have to really try so wow um yeah, so, you know, there was a mass exodus. A lot of people went to, you know, the higher-up teams at the time, Arc Devils, and I think New Dawn at the time, back when they were good. And, yeah, my friend at the time, one loose stand, um, City knows him. He went to Dread, and I was an officer. I felt like, well, I feel responsible for this team, right? It's like, okay... This shit happened. So I chose instead to stay because I was told if I wanted to go to Dread, he could have got me in. This mm. is like, you know, a couple weeks after. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's good. I, I want to be part of this rebuild project, right? So because at the time I made real friends in in some capacity, right? Right, right. Um so I stayed. I stayed for maybe four or five months. Um roughly. Yeah, about four months. Uh to help rebuild to recruit to retrain you know they'll do all the things that officers do right you try to try to bring a team together again mm-hmm. and you try to see if you can bring them back to some kind of competitive level now how did you and guys then, communicate back then because line wasn't always a thing line was definitely not a thing it was just all in game okay. there was no yeah and i want to say there was no i don't even think there was a if there was a group chat feature i don't think we used it i think it was just you know, mail, like just in right. inbox mail. Right. So, right. I mean, because the, the one thing I noticed that with war dragons, that was different than most other games is like the, the chat feature of it, you know, the kind of communication portion of it. 
right. where, where a yeah, lot of yeah, guys, yeah. games kind of lose it. You know, I, I just didn't know how you guys communicated outside a game because we, we use the line a lot now, but back then it was like not a thing. No, 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 it wasn't a thing. Um. Anyways, I don't know. Sorry, I'm like rambling. I'm oh, sorry. I'm like, take his mad time for this. Um, no, keep no, take this your time, great. dude. So, yeah, anyways, um, months go by. We, we, we rebuilt the team, and finally it got to a point where we're like, okay, we're at a decent spot. And then right around that time, that friend of mine that went up to Dread, you know, beforehand mm-hmm. came up and was like, hey, you still interested in Dread? I can get you in. And I said, well, name or we don't get to know the name. One Lou stand. Never heard of his in game. name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's actually. So at this point and city knows this, right? So city taught him how to fly. Oh, wow. You know, once you get city. Yeah. So this guy was one of those flyers that dreadnought had that was knocking down big bases, defended all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was a good flyer. And decent sized bender relative to the time, right? I think he was like right. level seventy, right? Or whatever the fuck it was. Um Well, I remember I got like three one hundred dollar gift cards, like Apple cards, and I thought I was a fucking baller for there for <laughs> Yeah, right. I bought yeah. I bought Carses, dude. What an idiot. <laughs> back then it back then it was three packs would get you a lot. Do you right? know do you so, know why I bought Carses? Because Ross V. Call told me not to. So I fucking did it anyway, because I th- I thought he was full of shit and he was trying to like, man, why you don't want me to get that thing? <laughs> he really was telling me the truth. <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, Dara, no, Dara was so dude much for a hundred bucks, dude. That thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty awesome. Um, back then, there was only like seventeen thousand rubies in a pack, maybe less. I don't remember. It was low. It was yeah, very it low. Was low. Inflation, man. <laughs> right? We've been playing a long time. Yes, we have. Um, so, yeah. I got invited to join Dread by, per recommendation for a former teammate. So, you didn't I, apply? You, you got drafted? I I guess so. That's bullshit, <laughs> dude. I could yeah. hardly even get I, you to return my email for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> we've... We've been planning this podcast for like six years, right? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, seriously, you told me you'd come on like three years ago, three and three and a half years ago. You fucker. Yeah, um, I got in. Oh, I remember. We were in the middle of an event. It was, and this is back when events and wars could coincide. Right. Uh, they didn't lock each other out. So I remember I was in the middle of the event, and then overnight. I got pulled. I think it was like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. my time. I got pulled into the team randomly. I remember I was in the middle of typing in my team chat as an officer <laughs> telling people what they needed to do for the event. And then nice. just Poof. like that, gone. gone. Yep. <laughs> and I thought I, I thought I glitched. I was like, what the hell happened? And I saw team chat on the top, the title, Dreadnought. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> I, I remember that. I, I remember when I was pulled in, it was like, it was surreal. It was, it yeah. really was. Yeah. It was like, holy shit, am I really here? No way. I found out after it was because, and you know, well, I don't know if I, oh, you're right. It was covered in the forum post. Um, some guy missed his war hit. Shout out Furious Styles. That's his IGN. Um, Furious Styles missed his war hit. He no showed. And so 
wound up costing Dread that war. Ooh. So they pulled me in. Nice. And, you know, with no warning in the middle of the event. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. So I kind of, you know, a few bridges were kind of burned from that one. But, you know, obviously it's. We don't do those things deal. anymore, though, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think even amongst, like, enemy teams, I think there's a general understanding. Like, you don't mess with that, right? Like, it's, it's fucked up. I mean, there's a lot um, of stuff, dude. You, you, I don't know. You, you could have fucked them pretty hard a few times, but you did the right thing instead. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Got on Dread. And then, well, I don't know. There's just... There's a lot of history to that. I don't want to take up that much time. We'll we'll go piece by piece with this. I'm actually kind of curious to hear what how Flighty started now. Gotcha. Yeah, so Flighty, uh, tell us a little bit of how maybe you got into the game and how you found yourself on Dread. Well, my story is much different. Um, but it's it kind of aligns to the Dread history. I started playing in Kingdoms of Camelot as well, but not with Dread. Um, we had a group of friends there. We got bored. We moved to Game of War. We played Game of War together. Um, Game of War got outrageously expensive. And so we started looking at um, other options. We bounced around a little bit. We had one friend who'd made it into War Dragons. She was leading a team at the time. Um, I think Diamond League existed back then. But only just, it was like 15 teams. And we joined her team, which kind of floated between the top of the league right below and Diamond. And um, I think that lasted like three weeks of just learning the game, growing really quickly because we got thrown into this team that was competing at the bottom of the top league. And then they disbanded. Just out of nowhere, overnight, the team was gone. So um, one of our little like, core group of friends was friends with hip on eq which was the number two team at the time and she got us pulled into eq so very quickly after i joined the game i think i was like level 35 and at the time the biggest spaces in the game were in the 70s we found ourselves on the number two team um so it was it was fun. Like we'd played other games, right? We knew that if you got to be on the top team, you learned the fastest, you grew the fastest. And that's pretty much what we found here too. We learned to fly from warring dread and watching the dread flyers. We learned to build our bases to match their flying styles and vice versa. So you did, you learned really fast. I remember things like... Um, I think when I came into the game, Amarok was king and everybody was flying Amarok. But then shortly after, the game shifted to hunters. So learning hunters and moving up. Um, I didn't get to stay through the EQ disband. I left prior to that. We we left. You did did go to some shitty team for a while, right? I did. We yeah. had actually, when we left EQ, we weren't sure if we were going to keep playing War Dragons. I had a best friend at the time, and the two of us um, left together. And we played another little game that wasn't very fun right after. And then he like texted me in the middle of the night. He was like, hey, we're joining a team. Jump on. We're like, what team are we joining? He's like, you're going to apply to Forsaken Genius. Oh, like, those Why? assholes. <laughs> those jerks. Um <laughs> I got there. I was like, fine, whatever. We applied to Forsaken Genius. And 
I show up and everybody's flying warriors still. I'm like, what are y'all doing? What are you doing flying warriors? I wonder who that was. I know who's um, I know who's whose fault that I can was take most likely. A wild guess. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet you can. Um, but it was fun. Like my friend was like, We want I wanna go to a team where we can be helpful. Like on EQ, we were just kind of mid range bases and whether we could fly or not wasn't particularly relevant. Um, back then the way the EQ ward was they would, especially against Dread, they would have like 15 or 20 players attack the same base at the same time. And then our top two flyers would jump in behind to a, a couple players. And if they joined your banner, you were supposed to just swap and get out of their way and let them fly the base. Like that was, that was the strategy. Um, because if you stayed in, then you could have screwed something up and they didn't want you to do that. They knew they could take it if they had no defenders. So we I had never come really from... did many wars on, on Dread. Did, did you? I mean, we from, were pretty much done with I wars when you Dread? came here to Dread, no. right? I think we maybe have had like less than 10 since I yeah. was on Dread. Yeah. Wars were right. the game back then, though. You missed the golden days. This is, uh, I guess I'm considered one of the older ones then. Well, I remember warring on Forsaken with with Flighty, and she was rocking like Rizar, I think, and she was pretty good. Yeah, Rizar and Dima were the yeah. two dragons that we, we Dima really was the first like pay dragon that I ever got. I, I bought like one pack, and I don't know how I eked that thing out of there, but everybody's like, "No way, dude! You spent more than that." Not really. That's that's it. But the Dima yeah. was nice. I like that one. That was I, one of my favorite dragons. It stayed yeah. on my wrister way longer than it should have. <laughs> yeah. It's hard yeah, to let I, that one go. For for you, I remember Rizar. You were really good with that one. It was fun. I think Steel Essence changed the game for me. It went from like just like holding your finger on a screen to right. actually like strategizing and planning out a route through a base and picking the right towers to kill in the right order. Or it ruined the game for people like me that just want to hold my finger <laughs> down so. and swirkle around and <laughs> burn the stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, I'm surprised you hired me, Jeff. You knew I flew warriors. <laughs> it was, uh, what is it called? Um, when you have to, uh, what was it called? I still think affirmative just- action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still think get one, dude. I still think he beat you down so badly because I remember when we were interviewing LX to uh, to join Dread. Man, he do that was yeah that was a heated topic, man. What the warrior thing? Well, yeah, the warrior just nah. It was more about you on forums being a little bitch. Yeah, I was like you were a very vocal person beforehand. Well, no, I mean that was one of the things I was worried about. Uh, (laughs) It all worked. When Shen gave you when Shen. When Shen gave you the blessings, I was like, okay, well, here we go. Dude, I That's didn't even think he, he's never talked to me. I didn't even think he liked me. He didn't, uh, but I mean, he recognized. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, he's 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 all right. He gives people shit, but he's he's honestly a really good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. Don't ruin his uh, reputation on him. <laughs> I remember Alex telling me that he was going to dread, and I was like, "Are you sure? You Are know, you sure they're not <laughs> picking on you?" No, totally honestly, after I got the word that like I was in, do you remember that I messaged you, Flighty? And I was like, I do. dude, if 
if they get me to leave Empire and then leave me out in the cold and say, fuck you, you dude, so I, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I told I'm you, I'm like sh- seriously going to start losing it. I'm pretty sure that I immediately went to Panda after and I'm like, you're not just being mean to him, are you? Yeah. No. You're not just doing this as a really mean <laughs> joke. <laughs> dude, I seriously thought that's what you guys were doing. <laughs> I was a little concerned too. I was. <laughs> That we wouldn't but do that. anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, we're mean. Up. We were mean, but we're not that mean. Oh. <laughs> Flight, you were you were you were my best officer. I, I know I've told you that before, but you really were. Even though like some of the other guys didn't really want a woman in there. <laughs> I thought it was a good yeah. choice. And I'm glad I, I was pretty sassy to y'all too. So yeah, a little the, bit. It was maybe it was maybe deserved. <laughs> Maybe oh, the sass is good. I the appreciate they you. Thank it. you. They so needed it. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely did. So I, I guess that brings us to the next question that, you know, King Dread, uh, uh, a lot of people probably think this, but what drove Dread for so long to be so dominant? Like, was there ever a time where you were just like, Mm, you know, I'm I'm good with this. Let's let's just end it here. I mean, obviously we're at that point now, but here we are. We're like five years later at this point. Six. <laughs> yeah. Well, I joined Dread six years ago and became leader for almost five years, like four years, ten months, or something. Um, sucker. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that. Oh. Oh, my desk is full over. I'm all right. We'll we'll pause here. (laughs) I'm good, dude. Notice anyway. So, King Dread, uh, what what drove Dread to be so dominant for so long? You know, it's six years of of dominance. Was there ever a time where you just said, you know, we're the best, we're good? Or was there some goals that were driving you to you and Dread to, to keep going forward? I think, well, so, you know, is if you ask me, did I ever consider, you know, hanging it up prior to now? Sure. You know, because it is such a time drain. Um, but I guess what kept me going was the legacy behind this team. You know, when I, when I joined this team, it was already number one, right? So, you know... I have a lot of people telling, you know, I get a lot of people like messaging me, telling me like, you know, how do you, how do you get so good? How do you do this for your team and that team? And to be honest, a lot of this, a lot of the culture that you both understand what that's like was established before I came here, you know? So I'm not, you know, I'm not that, you know, that, that much better of a leader than anybody else, to be honest. Right. Fuck, this has ruined it all. Sorry, <laughs> cat's out of the bag now. That's that's what it is. Um, were, were you Dread trained in this, guy. or did you like already know how to do it? No, no. I was was twenty five oh. when I uh, took leadership over. Right. Wow. So I mean, I don't. What the fuck do I know? All I know is is that when I joined Dread, and you guys can speak to this too. The moment you walk in, you know. Okay, this is a little different, right? Like you've been on other teams before, but oh, yeah. it's like everybody bought in, and that culture—that's you know—that was established, and it probably helps that 
this is the number one team, right? So everybody coming here knows you're moving up and you don't move up beyond number one, right? So you almost want to, you know, everyone's almost kind of on their best behavior because you don't want to get kicked. And then, you know, you figure wherever you go after that, it's just not going to cut it. Yeah. So, everybody's on their best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, I joined this team. I saw what it was about and got to meet the leader at the time was Emperor Dread, the first leader um, of Dread at the time, and got to meet Alton, the second leader, right? Smokey, the third leader. So, and then, you know, the founders, Jim and Iron, like there's just, there's history here. See, and these are and, all people that I really don't know. And I've been here a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're. They occasionally pop in our chats here. I've there, seen but, them here and there, but like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Alton, I don't think I've ever met Alton or Smokey. Oh man, another one. Smokey Alton was a trip. Alton was, yeah. Uh, I could I could go on and on about all of them. To be honest, they were all really really good at what they did. They were all very, you know. I guess you know in that forum post, I kind of covered it a little bit, right? There were there were four guys that were kind of you know, the, the real foundation, at least for me. Right. And I'm not, you know, maybe at the time I had just joined right at the time. So maybe there were others, but these four stuck out to me. Um, and they were all really good at what they did. They all excelled and kind of covered the basis of what it means to be a good team. Right. You got, you got the figurehead in Emperor Dread, right. He can, go into any chat and just light the room up and the way he did it was it just made you laugh and made you want to be around you want to know like what what is this guy gonna say next right that that was how um ed had kind of just he just had this presence with him um jim bob is mastermind strategist right he can look at any event any mechanic of any kind ask a couple questions and then like that, he's got the perfect plan. He, wow. he knows how do you optimize, right? He knows, okay, if this is how this goes, you got to start paying attention to this because this is where the choke point is, right? This is where you, this is how you get ahead of everyone else. Um, and then, you know, between Iron and Alton, they just kind of, there was a moral grounding with them. They'll never allow anybody to fuck around. Right, no shady shit, no biz, no funny business of any kind. You show so is up. Is that the reason why there's no exploits that were ever used? Like oh, e- even if there was an in-game kind of thing that was for the advantage. Because I mean, I've suggested stuff, and you're like, "No, that we ain't doing that." You That's know? exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, it it just cheapens it, right? Because <clears throat> right. then everybody can you know, find this exploit and try right, to right, get right. ahead, right? And then just not the way that it was done. It was not the way that it was shown to me, and. Yeah, I guess so. For me, when I took over leadership, man, I I wasn't fucking qualified, right? Like that's how I was, you know. I I was officer at the time, I was active, but I wasn't a spender, right? I didn't spend shit. Right. But I'm around all these guys who are like, you know, so much more successful than I am in my in in real life, right? I'm 25, right? Like, uh, I just got out of college. I was just studying up, so it's like, I. Am surrounded by all these successful people. All of them have careers that are just, you know, like you dream of. 
and I'm an and so the only thing that I could do was be very active, be very helpful, and try to embody everything that this team was always about, right? And that's just I try to lead by example, right? That's the only thing that I could do to make up for the fact that I'm the new guy who got pulled into who got pulled in in the middle of the night just because somebody missed a war hit, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was recruited, right? It wasn't like I applied and really went through a whole process. I didn't. When I got referred, um, I got in a room with Jim, Jim Bob, and you know he asked me some questions. He just tried to see you know what kind of person I am. But I think at the end of it. You know, if I was recommended by someone who was there, then you're in kind of thing, right? So, you know, there was, I guess it was a feeling like I had to live up to the standard. I had to live up to the excellence that was set before all of us, right? Once you walk in, you know, like, this is Mm -hmm. the premier team, right? This is it. Nobody gets a pass. Even when it ended, dude, you could tell that, like, it was something unique. Well, yeah, that <laughs> definitely took a lot of planning and thought behind it to I mean, try not, to get it right. Yeah, yeah. man. No, you, you did a um, good job. But yeah, so for me, I think I, <sighs> throughout the whole time, the whole process for me as leader, I knew that I had to make my mark. And I guess that's one thing with me is that I believe a lot in legacy. I believe a lot in tradition and the story behind it, right? So you hear of these like early battles, you know, that when Dread, uh, sorry, when Dreadnought formed to become the number one team and then to topple at the time, the biggest super team, that, or I guess the first ever super team in Drakens, who's on our wall, um, you, it, it, they entered this kind of legendary status, right? After that, after Drakens, there was no competitor. Right, there was just no like who else could possibly uh, come close. So, you know, then leadership shifted over to Smokey. Smokey saw through the battle with EQ version one that Flighty was on, but was not till the end of. Um, and then after EQ passed over to me, and I was like, how do I do this? Right, like it was very daunting because it was a lot of weight on my shoulders in, in that regard, right? I'm like, I've only been here for less than a year. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, about a year, almost exactly a year. And how do you lead this team with this tradition, this legacy, this this powerhouse that's already established, right? This is the standard I got to follow by. So for me, I figure, okay, in order for me to kind of fulfill that legacy, I got to get a couple teams on the table. I got to get a couple teams on our wall. You know what I'm saying? We got to defeat, we got to find some top end competition and knock them out. Right. Because otherwise, I feel like. uh, Who came up with that saying that, you know, if you fight us, you'll disband? Um, I want to say I heard it first from Smokey. But it could have, you know, sorry, Jim or Alton, <laughs> if you guys are hearing this, it probably came from them beforehand. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Latin expression, right? So it's not like we created it, right? But I think it got kind of embedded into the team. I remember, I think I first heard it from Smokey. Smokey is, um, well, I'm not going to tell too much about him, but he's in the Royal Navy. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, maybe that's probably where some of this military. 
Oh, well, I was going to ask you where, where yeah. these guys got the, the smarts and the, the wisdom that they uh, passed down to you. <clears throat> but I guess that kind of explains it. I guess so. Probably. Um, he had a saying. I don't know if you want to uh, talk about it on the podcast, but he used to have a saying that would <laughs> rally everybody I know, together. I know which one that is. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't, on our I don't avatar. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on our avatar. I don't know if you want to you want to shed the mystery on that or not, but that was always uh, fun when that came out. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's uh, one that I mind sharing. Um, the expression is you get your shit in one sock. That's when I, when I first heard that, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Right? Cause I, I don't know. So he explained, well, if you need two socks to get your shit in, then you're just being wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your shit all in one sock. So it's basically saying, get your shit together. Right. That's, that's basically what that is. So on our dread avatar, the second one, not the original one, the second one, um, he's holding a sock. It's PG kind of messed it up. It's supposed to be a sock. It just looks like a bag, but that's where that expression came from. I, I thought it contained the testicles of our fallen enemies. <laughs> I think I said that once. I think I said somewhere between that or this is where we store all of our milk coins and we smack people with it. So. Nice. You got like rolls of quarters uh, in there. Fucking whack yes. them in the face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nice. Um, yeah, so you know, Smokey, Smokey was so cool, man. Smokey had so much. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. I never got to meet any of these guys. Yeah, yeah, Croft knows. Yeah, he was he was super cool. Was, so, you yeah, know where they were the smartest though is after they appointed you king, they got the fuck out of town. That's where they yep. were smart because, like, yep. See, the guy that put me <laughs> in charge, he stuck around. So then, when I was ready to bail, I'm like, hey, dude. I got something for you. Here you go. See you later. <laughs> well, actually, Smokey did bail because he he got deployed. Oh, okay. Um, that was the only reason why he had to pass up leadership. Um, and you had no excuse, so you were stuck. I had there. No excuse. I'm like, yeah, I'm 25. I'm like, you know, I go to work, come back, and I ain't got shit to do. I ain't got no responsibilities. You're like married, kids, um, animals, anything like that. No, no, nothing. Oh, yeah, well. Um, so, yeah. Well, actually, so what I was going to say was, even after I took over, Jim, Alton, Iron, uh, Emperor Dread had to go. He, um, you know, personal life calls, right? So he 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 bounced out. But the other three, the founders, they, they stuck around. They, they continued playing. And any time I had a question about anything, anything team-related, anything you know, core values related, right? Why does it burn they, when I pee? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. That one every once in a while. <laughs> They'd have all the answers. That's kind of how I see it. Whenever I would message them, go out of my way to message them. I have, I still have a chat with just them, just the founders. And for me, I, it's like ascending to the mountaintop for the old wise men, right? It's just, that's awesome. dude. Whatever, whatever information I needed, whatever answer I needed, whatever dilemma I had, I asked them, and they so just they, said, you they know, like write it on the stone tablets and send you back down. Yeah, and... basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yep. fucking awesome, dude. That's hey, that's worked. the that's the feeling, right? And and that's ultimately what pushed me, what drove me, what kept me going is there was just so much to this, and they 
trusted me with this, right? And I was entrusted with leading this team, continuing this legacy that they built. And, you know, one reason or another, they couldn't keep on the leadership role, but they were still around looking to help. I mean, how many teams can say that, right? How many teams can say that the team founders from six years ago is still around, still f- keeping up on chats, right? Obviously, you know, periodically, right? They're not, they're not playing anymore, yeah. but they're still in chats. They're still willing to give you advice. They're still trying to help you and walk you through anything that you need. I'm going to say probably not say many. Yeah. No. I mean, probably probably right. what's, yeah. what's even crazier to me is they stepped away, let's say six years ago, and you can still go and ask them a question about a new event and, <laughs> and they they'll know the answer question. right away. <laughs> it's mind boggling. With Jim Bob, you just need to he can boil it down, right? He's you know, he's game, game of war, kingdoms Camelot, right? So it's like, you know, all this strategy stuff. I think he's just a really, really intelligent guy. So I think it's just, you know, it's easy for him. He can so always boil it anything down. You weren't always King Dread, obviously. What did you use another I name? I was not. Yes. So I Alex, you didn't read the story, did you? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I skimmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, honestly, um, my reading comprehension is like my worst subject, so I'm terrible at it. <laughs> it's all good. Um yes, started out Tyrion Targaryen. Um So you like Game oh, of Thrones. OG, yes. Yeah. Only OGs would know that one. Like the, when I was still using that name. Um <clears throat> then I changed it to Balerian B Dread as in Balerian Black Dread. Uh also another Game of Thrones reference. And that's I changed that when I became officer. And then when I became leader, I'm like, well, I need a new name. <laughs> I need a new title. And I was not creative, right? Because <laughs> previously, the other three, they were not kings, right? It's not King Dread 1, right. 2, and 3. No. I, I was just like, I don't, know, I don't know what name to use. So I don't know. I threw it on, and then it caught, it caught on. Because no, I then I go into LC, and teams, like, players on enemy teams would be like, I don't want to call you king. And I'm right. like, oh, that's exactly why I'm going to keep this name now. I'm like, I'm going to make you fucking go. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I, I don't. I might have argued with you in league chat over that before. I don't really remember. Probably, but it, it mean, was some kind of dread leader. And I remember him coming into league chat. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're not special. Yeah, no, I think that was me. Oh, <laughs> that sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Uh, that sounds like an argument you two would have had for sure. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, th- in between all the legacy stuff that we're going to talk about on the podcast, there's obviously some questions from the audience, uh, if you would call it that, or the forum bottom dwellers, whatever we want to call them. <laughs> um, so, so one that I've always, I've always heard and has always cracked me up, and I'm going to be watching LX's face for this because I don't think he even knows the answer. Is you know we're we're always told that everybody on Dread just works for PG. So is there any truth to that? How many employees were on Dreadnought in its prime? Zero. In really? Its cumulative history, zero. You're, you're as far as I know, and I've been around for six years. Even so. Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I can tell you where that rumor probably started. So Me? there's Me? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Well, okay. So obviously. The rumor probably perpetuated because teams had to find an excuse for why they got their ass whooped, right? Oh, so yeah. the what <clears throat> did happen is 
back when Dreadnought was playing either Kingdoms of Camelot or Game of War. It was one of the two games. One of the guys on their team at the time um, was PG Dave. So he played with them there, and then he, you know, stopped playing and started developing War Dragons. And that was how Dreadnought moved and came over to War Dragons, was because one of their old friends right back from whichever game it was said, hey, I'm developing this game. Come check it out. But no, he was never on the team. Mm. Like that's, you know. I'm pretty sure that would break a lot of, <laughs> well, a lot I, of legal. I, I don't know. I found out later. You remember Joseph? Yeah, he, he was on Atari. Did you know that? I did not. No, <laughs> he was. That's that's why I assumed that maybe you know Dread was on the top team because yeah, he was he was on Atari Overload. He told that's me after, so, he, no. he, he told me after he left. He told me his account name and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. No, so then. Guy. If Dread didn't have any employees on the team, what you've just confirmed was never happened in the history. Well, he says. He says Yeah. That. So how did Dread get all those free packs every event that they would get? What's the deal? So so the funny thing is, and Croth knows this, but Alex isn't because he's too new. Um I have a button next to my iPad and it's labeled Alton. So whenever I hit the button, the Alton button. The voice of God comes down onto PG and tells them whatever the fuck it is that we want. And then they give it to us. So every time, every now and then, when I need a quote-unquote favor, right? When I need something unfair, I just hit the Alton button. And I just get it. I don't know. Can I just give you a helpful helpful tip of professional advice? Don't (laughs) tell people you hear the voice of God. (laughs) <laughs> they, don't, they don't like it dude they don't like it uh, i i, I used to love when that button would get pulled out back back in the day that was always fun <laughs> uh, so how did so, this work exactly so then another one that that i got recently uh after you posted on the forums that can probably flow into this is did you manifest that alton button into a robot machine called jl <laughs> um no he is actually is he real is he a real guy yeah i i wonder sometimes um <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna listen to this and kill us i think he's the cross between a marathon man and a sperm whale and then that's what you get. Oh. You get okay. <laughs> Call him Moby Dick. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's killing me now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you better run real fast after this. No, he's a real guy. Um, we actually met up um, two years ago. One of our team meetups. I, I missed yeah. that one too. Yeah. He was there for it. And he was a real person. Hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe the a next cool one. Person too. That's, that's what I've heard. What is it? A cool person. You know, he's the most down to earth, like wealthy guy you probably ever. I've never met, met a wealthy <laughs> like Cross. Probably the wealthiest guy I know. He's got a new car. Nah, I'm I'm not very wealthy. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> not com- not when you compare me against somebody like JL. Yeah, but no. the difference is, uh, uh, and he, you know, I'll talk to this. Uh, I know some pretty wealthy, 
pretty wealthy folks and all of them act the same way. Like they're super down to earth. You can tell the difference between somebody that's wealthy and not wealthy by how they try to act. Like if they're trying yep. to act wealthy, they're not really wealthy. You know how to yep. tell if somebody's really wealthy? If they're going around a roundabout with their with their expensive sports car and it runs out of gas, <laughs> they, they, they just get out and just fucking leave it there. Oh, man. <laughs> and then they walk, they walk home because they're too embarrassed. <laughs> no, he didn't get. Wa- he no, he did not walk home. He was no, so he embarrassed. Call, he yeah, he stayed somebody. in his car. And he called somebody else to come pick him up. Probably another Lambo. Actually, <laughs> I didn't say it was any kind of car. I just said it was a no. sports car. Uh, I'm not trying to you know, call him out or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no. All right, let, let's <laughs> let, let's dive back in. Let's let's dive back into it then. Let's get let's get some more behind. What the about Flighty? And... She's being quiet back there. She needs yeah, to, she I'm needs about to, to target up. her. Nice. Yeah, I'm about to target her. So, uh, you know, Flighty. Everybody kind of knows you as Flighty from Dread. Uh, uh, we, you know, we know you a little bit differently. We know you as the Wrangler of Fifty Wild Buffoons. Uh, how did you manage to to organize all of us crazy heathens? hour on hour end on end for days to just relentlessly hit teams in Atlas. I mean, part of it is that's just who you are. Everybody wants to go kill stuff. You just have to point them in the right direction. So, um, the wrangling wasn't ever the hard part. It was getting all of the, the stuff ready and all of the targets and just making sure we had something to go hit and they knew what to hit and they weren't hitting things that they shouldn't have been hitting and things like that. But no, the team is so self-motivated. They've, you just need to point them in the right direction. So then what, what was your favorite? So you've led, uh, and when I was on dread, I was part of like a, you know, a snipe leading team, but you were a mastermind behind a lot of this. What was your favorite thing? Like when you'd organize a raid and then you'd see a line coming in from a different direction. Wasn't that like your favorite thing that you'd ever see? You mean when we were staging or when we're hitting? Oh, when we were staging <laughs> ahead of time. Jeez, I can't even remember how many times we had to yell no lines. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know we got there we got there and eventually we had it to where I could say summon now and people would summon and it looked good it just took a whole lot of practice and it I think took, that it took a few years it, it took a while it took a while um, it's definitely one of the parts of leading so many people so often you learn which words to say and you say them in the right order and people generally get it so. Yeah, I mean, I think one line we could sur- we could survive. It was when there were like 15 lines. I'm like, what are you doing? Did we just like learn this yesterday? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know where I you got the love, patience to deal with that shit, honestly. I would I'd love when I'd see you just lose your mind on somebody cuz they just wouldn't listen. Cuz you're What are you talking you're, about? <laughs> you're like the most soft-spoken, quiet person. But boy, you don't want to piss you off because <laughs> Those are the You've worst, that, the quiet ones. They're the, they're, the, they're the worst ones. You know, you would know that that we were having fun during a raid, no matter what it was in Atlas, because uh, sometimes we do calls and a flight joined a call. You'd hear this like little giggle slash like evil, <laughs> evil, maniacal <laughs> laugh. 
and yep. you'd know that we were being super successful. Like that, that's half the reason, you know, towards the end when I was still playing, I'd log in just, just to hear that satisfaction of, of everything. See, that's there it, it is. Yep. That's it's, it. it's real light, but I just heard it. I mean, that's what it was about though, right? Like you have the whole five TA, everybody's loaded up. You move into a, into a castle and just to see it, like to see this, the massive m- movement of troops, and then castle guard just like disappearing off the screen. They just like would melt off of the castles. It was fun. It's great to see. It's great to see that level of coordination and to see so many people just bought into the idea. You know what my favorite yeah. part was? Hit, hitting castle guards with no, uh, with no, with uh, no marshals. No bait. Yeah, no marshals. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Is that because you could hit the auto button? Hell That's yeah, a new dude. addition, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, not Krelos, dude. A lot of those I was, I'm, I'm great with Krelos. As long as it's like a level 30 towers, I'm good. Yeah, those got harder to find when we started playing on only the T4s. And That's fives. true. That's why I went to backup. It's much harder to find. Backup and defense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I knew my call. Yep. Uh, so, um, I'm going to flip this back over to King Dread now. Uh Probably the question on a lot of people's minds is why now? Obviously, Dread's super successful, has been successful for years upon years, probably could be successful years upon years into the future. So what what kind of stemmed the, the suddenness? Because it seems like we caught the War Dragons world by storm when we did this. Uh, we being the team of Dreadnought, um, I, I would assume knowing I, I've known you for for a very long time. So uh, to me, it doesn't seem like a, a button was just placed. Like there's probably some planning that went into this. So can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, in terms of why now, so as I see it, there's two sides to it. Um, on the personal side, you know, five years, almost five years, 12 plus hours a day, every day, right? It's just, it takes a toll. And, you know, I started when I was 25. I'm 30 years old now. Um, I know everybody thinks I'm, <laughs> everybody just assumes I'm like, just like this 70 year old, old, You're old, old guy, and but... ancient at 30 years old. You probably use a walker right now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, there's a good um, friend of mine that, that she calls you grandpa dread. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that, uh, after these last five years. So, you know, I, at 25, no responsibilities at 30. Nah, I got to move on. You know, that's just me. Um, now, you know, obviously, could I have passed this uh, leadership on to someone else? Of course, I could have. Um, Do you have anybody in mind? Well, so here's the thing. Um, how I see it, the person that I would have to pass leadership on to would, A, be willing, B, be competent right you don't need much more than those two things right as long as you're kind of you, you're good you kind of know what you're talking about right everything else you can kind of groom right but can you you know do you understand what it means to be dread like at the heart of it do you know what this team is about 
And are you willing? Like, are you willing to actually like just put in all that time, right? So Chewbacca, he's not on the list. <laughs> at, at one point in time, he probably would have been. That would have been entertaining <laughs> for a day, right? For, for a day, that would have been funny to watch, man. Whew. Um, and ultimately, it's a combination of things, right? It was a combination of there's no one that fit well enough for those two criteria, right? Because usually, I mean, this is how it goes. The people who are qualified, the people who actually know how much it takes, how much time and effort and energy it takes to try to lead a team. Not even try to lead a team, right? But like teams, and, and I hear this all the time, it's hard to find officers. It's hard to find willing officers because that in and of itself is a lot of time. So then to then lead a team, um, I would at least say is at least a, at least the same amount of time committed. So usually the people who know what it takes, they know to stay far away, right? <laughs> they know they want that. It's the right. people who don't have a freaking clue. Are like, oh yeah, 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 I could do it. I could, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, what right. do you got to do? You just press a few buttons and you got it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so it was a combination of not having anyone. That really fit. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, no one's going to be willing, right? I don't think anyone's really jumping to it. But no, I don't think so. Right. So it's the lack of a great candidate. There's a lot of good candidates, but there's no great one. And so then you take the game side of this, right? Um, as you guys have seen or know and have witnessed, you know, we since I started taking over leadership, right, we've knocked off a few teams. Um, but when I say knocked off, you know, it's not personal. Well, one of them is personal, but um, can I guess the which others, one? <laughs> the others are really just because they were a top. They were a top team. They were right. a good team, right? And who doesn't? You know, if you're playing at the number one level, if you're committing all this time and all this money, right? For a, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of money involved. Why Why go for anybody else other than the best? Right. Why not challenge yourself, right? It's easy for us to just, you know, hit some shitty team down and, like, feel good about ourselves, but it's, you don't. You know, it's not, there's no fulfillment. And, and you know, I guess as much fulfillment as you can expect in a game, right? So, well, as with anything in life, it's, you know, the, the difficult things are the things worth doing. Yes, it is. So, you know, you look around, we did all those, you know, any major team that I truly thought actually could have had a chance, they're gone. And not only are they gone, but it also feels like, and you know, this is maybe just a commentary on maybe where the, where the game feels, right? But at the top end, the game feels like it's dying, right? At the top oh, end. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing to even compete against. It's no challenge. I think it, right. And, you know, more and more players are leaving. I'm sure we were a big part of that reason. <laughs> um, but, hey, I don't know. And As I see it, we put our team together. We look for the best targets. We look for the best team. And we just beat the shit out of them. And then until they couldn't handle it. And then that was it. And then so- we waited for the next one to come up, right? So what's next for Dread now? I mean, is it 
I mean, that War Dragons part is done, obviously. Well, we'll see. I don't know. You know, it's not Fair it's enough. not written right. It's not like we <laughs> went. You know, we disbanded with the knowledge that we we're going to go to this other game, right? It wasn't anything like that. The truth is, you know, I need to stop playing <laughs> a yeah. game that'll take twelve hours out of my day. Um, well, lis- listening thing. to a podcast fortunately takes a lot less time and uh, investment. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how many times you listen to it. You know? <laughs> FYI. <laughs> I'm sure it takes a lot um, longer to edit it than it does to listen to it. Guaranteed. That's probably true. <laughs> um, they can yeah, all come you know, play Destiny with me. That's all I do these is days. Is that what you're doing? Destiny. I got to get a PS5. Croth, help me out. <laughs> I, I might, uh, I might know, I might know a person I could help you out with that. When are we? When okay. are we having an epic lightsaber battle? I'm ready. <laughs> I just took all your lightsabers. I found I another know. one. Ah, shit. It's an <laughs> expandable green one. The Yoda one, I think. Yeah, you definitely you weren't pulling me out of retirement to come back and lead a team. That's for sure. No, that, that's me trying yeah. to boost myself up. Oh, you weren't on the qualified. fucking list anyway, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even on the short list. I, 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 long could, list. I, could, I could like to think that I was, <laughs> but there's there's well, never been a that, there's never um, been a queen dread though, right? Did, did did you uh, ever no. ask, did you consider flight or she just didn't fucking want to do it? Flighty. We talked about it maybe once or twice. Um, no, I mean for everything that he said, I was I'm in a similar spot. I'm I saw myself leaving the game in the next six months, with regardless of what happened. I probably better than anyone else on the team understand what it takes to make the team run. But I also have a good view of what it takes to make our half of Atlas run. And um, I know how much we split the work right now. And just thinking of like doing that without King Dread in place seems miserable. So, um, you know, it didn't seem like it was, like ultimately, if somebody was going to make the decision to disband Dread, I felt so like what is, I had what does he do Dredd. to help? Actually, do you just like put targets in front of him and he just puts his finger out and like, like that, <laughs> no, that, I do that all one. of that part. That part I got. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to he gets to deal with all of the the people problems. Oh, um, that's the fun stuff. Yeah, he he gets I, to I, he gets I deal to deal with, with every the, day. Yeah, he, he gets to deal with the people like me crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's a handoff. He's like, okay, your turn. You go handle LX. Yeah. No, you got me last time. That... <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you got the handoff last week. It's your turn. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, I'm, I'm, so then this question goes to both King Dread and Flight. How happy are you that you do not have to do that handoff about LX anymore? <laughs> I wasn't that bad. Dude. Wait, that stopped? Like we get out of that? No, no. You still have to be my mentors and counsel for the rest of my life. You're not getting out of shit. I think it just <laughs> means we have time to do stuff like that now. I guess that's a good way of looking at it. Definitely a lot more time. Just uh, dude, I'm fly. ready to travel. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going. I remember I'm going last to... time we tried to get you to travel. Nah, it was, it was I'm going to difficult. Nashville in September. There you go. Yeah. Scary. So, <clears throat> scary stuff. 
I, I have this one. I, I, I slated this question for King Dread. I almost want to ask Flighty this one too. So I think we're going to do this as a dual question. Y'all can take turns answering. But uh, King Dread, what's your proudest moment in your War Dragons career? And then on the flip side of that, what's that one moment where you're probably like, oh shit, I wish I could take that back? I, well, the proudest moment probably has to be when we smacked LD, right? <laughs> when the whole movement started, that was fun. That was honestly some of the most fun I've had in this game. So, um, was that the bowel movement? Because that was right right before I retired was when all that happened. And I, I yes. remember. Yes. So, what spurred all that? And And... We'll get back to we'll get back to this proudest moment question because I, I want to focus on this. What spurred all that? And for somebody that had their finger on the pulse of the game, did you see that coming? Yes, always. Um, Flighty, you know, Flighty knows this about me because you know we work a lot on these kind of things. But I'm always the I'm always planning scenarios, right? So. I'm always wondering, my, you know, like just kind of questioning ourselves. Well, okay, let me start over. I would say generally my approach when it comes to this team is always how good are we actually? That's always a question that I ask myself because it's easy when you got all these big bases and these spenders and your JLs and <laughs> your Chewbacca's, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and there's just the list is endless. You always have these people. And sure, they make it easy. But if we were truly challenged, how would we react? That's a question that I always ask myself in any situation, right? Like, how prepared am I? What is the worst case scenario? I remember actually, it was funny. I remember asking myself and I guess a few people, um, like our Atlas people, this question a few months before the movement happened. What would we do if we got attacked on x amount of castles by x amount of teams and etc etc right i remember i was kind of scenario planning this because i kind of saw that this could happen um of course when it actually happened i didn't know i was offline at the time it just came back to my phone blowing up and then when i got on i remember that you know all that i mean i I know all that happened is because we had a hand everything in the game right we were we were dreadnought we we controlled everything we decided everything and no one wants to put up with that shit good that's exactly the point that was exactly the reaction that everybody should have taken (laughs) don't let this one team or this one person dictate everything that goes on in the game no that's that's exactly why you're supposed to come after us and that's why you know emperor dread taught me this part that's why you go into LC and you talk shit and you talk smack because you can back it up. And if somebody wants to shut you up, they got to back it up and prove you wrong. So that really the whole shit talking persona. Sure. You know, some part of it is just because I don't like certain people, but a lot of it is just because we're trying to generate some kind of animosity. It's, it's fun. It's a war game, right? It's, it's at the end of the day, it is a game. And obviously, I take it seriously, and other people take it seriously, but I think they maybe take it seriously in a different way where it gets personal, but 
you know, shit talk is just shit talk, right? And maybe that's just a different culture, you know, that I grew up in, but shit talk was never meant to be personal, right? It's not meant to hurt your feelings, you know, but if I did, I love that because that means I got to you and hopefully that then generated more hate. And then now you want to come and take my team down. It's not supposed and to hurt your feelings. Ultimately, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that memo, dude. I was going home crying every night when you, when, you, when, when Shen was calling me irrelevant and leak chat. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, we were we go out there and we just drive and generate competition, right? It's ultimately what this is about, right? Who wants to sit around and beat up on? you know, teams that are half as good as you, right? It's not fun. Having a team come together, built and recruited of the big spenders. And, you know, at the time, at the height of LD, I th- I'm pretty positive they had more spenders than we did, right? They had bigger bases. They had all that stuff. Well, that was they all they have... were concerned about, yeah. Well, that's exactly the point. Uh, what they didn't have <clears throat> is this resilience, all right? this dreadication that you guys know yep. what I'm talking about, right? That when we need to, all 50 people will show up. Right. And we've proven that a few times, right? There were a couple times in, you know, certain events where like, oh shit, well, if we don't win this one, we could lose. And what would happen? 44, 47, 50 online at the same time. Yep. That's exactly what the movement was, right? Yep. It, and I'll be honest, about a year leading up to the movement, it was dead. Our team was complacent. Uh, our team was just not, you know, we're we're a ticking time bomb. That's what we are, right? Uh, we need a target, and then when we have a target, we can be useful. But if we're not, we're just sitting around, then it's just a fucking ticking time bomb, right? It could go off, and it can it's either useless or it can actually hurt our team. Because we have so many big players, so many big egos, right? Nobody wants to sit around and just, right? So when LD came around, that was so much fun. And I remember, you know, yeah, like all these troops, all these millions of troops landing on our castles, taking us down. I remember, well, I don't give a fuck when... When they came in, millions of troops locked and loaded, I remember the first thing I thought was, well, this is it. This is that moment we've all been waiting for, right? All those months, year of shit talk, of being the big guy, being the big villain, finally a worthy adversary. 14 teams. 14 teams, right? And at the time, we were a 4TA. Four teams against 14. Good. Good. I would not want to have it any other way. Let them come. Let them show me why. Give me the opportunity to prove to me and to this team why we are the number one team. It's right. It's when the odds are stacked against us. And the greatest challenge that could, that could be presented in front of us presented itself. That's the opportunity. That's how you make a name for yourself. That's how you fulfill your legacy. That's what I was thinking, right? This is my moment. This is finally here. After all these fucking years, finally, they showed up at my doorstep. And, you know, they caught us by surprise, right? Because it was middle of the night and DC, 
fuck you guys, um, gave passage, right? And um, they managed to bubble tons of castles and, you know, we wound up having to drop some. Well, yeah, they they caught us in the middle of the night, <laughs> right? It's like getting caught by a sucker punch. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm going to stumble. But you know what I, you know what we did? We strategically looked at which castles we had to drop. We dropped just the amount that we needed. And we were still above 20. So we were still, I think we were like a 25, I think. Um, so we were still ranked number one in Atlas, right? So we never dropped below the amount needed to not be number one. So, I mean, this is all you got, right? You had the element of surprise. You caught us. Sure. Yeah. All 14 teams with passage on us. You caught us. Good. Now the fight begins. And at that point, forget the castles, forget all that shit. You guys are threatening my team, right? This is like the existential crisis, right? This is you're coming to my team, to my doorstep. You're threatening my team. You're threatening my legacy. You're threatening the promise that I made to the founders and the leaders before me that passed this leadership onto me, that entrusted me with this. You're threatening that. So there was no point. There was no scenario at any moment where they could win absolutely fucking not so whatever i gotta do whoever i gotta call up whoever i gotta wake up on this team right and it was easy it's easy when you see 14 fucking teams trying to take down four optically sorry guys you look like little bitches (laughs) come at us straight up right but okay fine you need 14 teams to do your work fine cool let's do it and for the first two weeks, yeah, that it was that first day, that first night, right? They got us on like our back one foot. One night, yeah, yeah it, it was, was one night. night. They got us on our back foot, and we had to draw some castles, right? We had to do all that stuff. We had to get ourselves prepared. We had to garrison, and then we did. And then for the next two weeks, nothing happened. They tried to raid us, right? They start. This is this is what's funny. They showed their hands so early. They came after us first, then. By that second day, they tried coming after us, and they wouldn't get anywhere. So then they started going to Empire. Then yep. they started going to Knees. <laughs> then they started going to Creed. They just start going down the line, and you're showing yourself. You I sh- remember that. You're yep. showing me that you're failing, that you're fucking up, that you're not getting as far as you thought you would. And I remember at the time I was being told, LD Jeff was telling everybody, two weeks. That's how much time was expected to take us down. Two weeks, and he promises everybody he can get Dread to disband. Two weeks. Really? <laughs> well. How's that working out for you? Hey, this is... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. The, and this this is the fun, right? Like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Um, so, two weeks later, um, more of our allies who, you know, chose to step you know, kind of stay on the sideline. And and that was at our request, right? I don't want to make, you know, I don't want any, there was a little bit of controversy about this kind of stuff. When it happened, the first thing Fuddy and I did was go into those big rooms with all the mega alliances in them. And we told them, do not come to our castles. And so this is kind of answering maybe the proudest moment question. That was probably my proudest moment is I didn't think about it. We didn't plan it. We didn't like, think about how it would look optically no we just went in there and said is everybody else okay did anybody else get hit 
is it just us? Oh, if it's just us, then I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm built for this shit, right? We've been building this up. We've been building this fight. So now they're finally on our doorstep. And what? I'm going to start sending fucking meat shields? Nah. That's a bitch move, right? Nah. Yep. The fact is, all these teams that did want to come and help, I told them, don't. Because you're just going to get in the way. You're just going to get yourself in the line of fire. And you're not as equipped to handle it like we are. I mean, that's just the truth. So don't come. Don't try to protect me. Don't. No. We are the number one team. We don't need protection. This is not how we do things. That's how right. they do things. Right. So that was probably my proudest moment because I didn't think about it. It just came out naturally to check on everyone else to see did anyone else get fucked up? Because if they did, I feel worse about that because that means my beef with these teams are now spilling over to my friends who are l- much smaller than we are, right? And much right. less capable. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I don't want that, right? It's like you had a little brother, you had a little sibling or whatever. It's like, no, don't fucking pick on him. Pick on me. I'm right here, right? Your exactly. problem's with me. So, hey, you know, fast forward a few of our allies that, you know, granted, you know, we didn't grant it, right? They asked us, you know, is it okay if we sat out for two weeks? I said, sure, don't, don't come in. You only come in if you're ready to actually die for this, right? Like your team could actually disband because of this, because they will turn the target onto you. Two weeks in, they started coming in, they started joining the fight, right? And then, and then the rest is history, right? I don't got to go on all about that, but we, we smacked that ass. They disbanded. I think we had about seven, eight of our players finish the season in the first week of of that season uh, on all just on killing LD. And we just went ham. We went for the head. We didn't go for, you know, the smallest team that they have out of that 14. No, we went for the head because we know that's the team that everyone's rallying behind. So that's the team I'm going to go for. You like, like Daniel said, you should have gone for the head. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we did. So what was it? A month and a half, two months, however long they lasted for, and then they crumbled just like that. We and got some after players. That, then them, it right? was just yeah, we did. We got some really, really good players, and yeah, they were a good team. My, they were my, a really good team. My my bro uh-huh. Tofu, right? He came from there. Where, where uh, did he come from? Well, Tofu was on LD. He was on LD, but he came. He joined way before that. Oh, stuff. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sang him a song um, the other day. He liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a beautiful voice, man. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think it's important that, uh, or I, I think it'll be exciting for, for people to hear. Because even now, like this happened almost a year ago at this point. You can still hear how passionate and fired up you get about this. Like that was one of the things I absolutely loved uh being on the team, having you as a leader for us, everything was always so passionate. Like there was no half ass and shit. I mean, that was the dread culture. But even aside from that, there was another level of passion that you would bring and everybody could rally behind that. Uh, and I think that's going to be cool for for anybody who listens to the podcast to hear because it's not something you see often like you know everybody always talks shit and they're like oh you know dread cares too much we're a bunch of nerds that you know live in our mother's basements you know we never (laughs) see the light of day um 
But I and think as it's I'm looking at the video, know, all your you know, Star Wars toys in the back. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think it's important for people to know that you know most of us have lives. I mean, this is you know the view you guys get on camera is you know the the view that all of my employees that work for me get to see every day when they're nice. on calls with me. I mean. We all had lives. I, I don't now. I, I can't speak for everybody that was on the team at any given time, but uh, most of us had what you'd consider normal jobs where, you know, we'd have to go somewhere for that and and do stuff. So there it wasn't like any of us. Well, maybe you, King Dread, but the rest of us uh, had, had stuff. You know, you might have been, you know tied up in a basement somewhere and running the team who knows. But well, I, um, I heard I think it's important, you know, that that passion is fun. Your your retirement you is, saying, is, is because uh, you won the lottery. Is that true? That's what I heard. <laughs> no, nah, man. Oh. Well, my girlfriend's the lottery, I guess. It's <laughs> uh, so. time to get a ring for her. I, he- I heard you got uh, a very... Shit, uh, t- don't, tell her, don't tell her to listen to this. I heard you got a very lucrative job offer in the... Where the hell? Singapore or something? There's some dude wants to hire you for something out there? <laughs> No, I think he just wants me to fuel up his cars for him. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that could be a lucrative job. You never know. Dude, I'd go there for free. That polishes. Polish the wheels. Let me drive it. <laughs> so, all right. For broom. So then getting back into it, you know, the movement happens. Fast forward. Lethal descent disbands. Uh, this guy named Croth gets kicked from the team. Not bitter about that at all. Um <laughs> And then there there were still a couple of other teams were that, that were team in there too? that I'd say were, uh, yeah, I was on that team at one point, you know. I thought you were on five. Uh, but there were some other team teams hopper. that were formidable. Uh, no, I was on Fiery River, and I was on a team I created, and then Dread. I was only on three teams, but oh, okay. that's besides the point. Um, uh, so uh, there was a couple teams left. Um a couple teams that flipped in the movement. Yep. Uh, talk, talk through these last few months because, you know, Alex and I have been getting back together to do the podcast and he was kind of catching me up on, you know, what the team was doing. And uh, in my mind, it, it sounded like the, the old days of war when we would just be ruthless and we'd all be online and we'd do that one wave and just crush people. Like, it sounds like that was what was happening in Atlas to these other teams. Can you you know, tell us a little bit about that, how long maybe that took to organize and how quickly it was over. All right. So uh, the movement happened, you know, fast forward, you know, this guy named Croth gets kicked off the team, not bitter. Um, but then there were some other teams that I remember were pretty formidable. And obviously when LX roped me back into doing the podcast and getting all this spun back up, he kind of caught me up on, on some of what was going on inside of War Dragons. And, you know, from what he was telling me, it sounded like it, it was the old school days when we would have wars and we'd just be absolutely relentless. And we do, you know, one wave and, you know, the war would be over. People couldn't even fight us. So can you kind of tell us, uh, maybe peel back that curtain on on how long that took to plan, kind of what went into it, and you know how uh, how quickly it ended. Because from what LX told me, it, it kind of ended uh, uneventfully, if you want to call it that. So, uh, flight. I know you had a big hand in this, so why don't you uh, give us your your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, L- LD was the big one, right? Once we had them down. 
the next target was easy. We went to every team that we considered a friend that flipped on us. So DC was the next one. Um, they, I think of all the teams that flipped, we had worked closest with DC. So that seemed like the biggest betrayal for us. And that made them the easiest target. So they were next. Um, they had been friends, so we had good access to their castles. I think when we started, we had 11 access castles. And we worked to get more, which is generally how we approach anything. But it's it, by that time, the team was such a well-oiled machine from hitting and taking down LD. We'd been flying LD bases. We'd been flying LD bases defended. By the time we got to DC, it was almost like child's play. We just sent the team at them the same with the, the same tenacity. It's like I said, you just have to point them in the right direction and they go. Um, we had a system of snipe rating that happened pretty much 24-7, but then we added in big 5TA alliance raids. I think we were raiding like four and five times a day back then just relentless they would think that they would have a moment down and then we'd show up again with another few million troops and it would just go all day every day for the windows of atlas pvp so um it didn't take long they started dropping castles pretty quickly from there i think that um we just like we continued i think King Dread has a, a list that he keeps in his pocket of the teams <laughs> that were in the movement. And he's got nice. them tossed out in red ink where they, <laughs> they've fallen. Um, and we just went down the list one after another. We started with the ones that used to be our friends and kept going. It's on the bathroom mirror. Look at it every day. Inspiration. Nice. Uh, well, I, I'll buy you some new expo markers. <laughs> anybody left so that, you didn't, <laughs> that you didn't get to? Or are they all done? No, there's still a ton. I think we only took out like four yeah. of the teams. But you got the Something good like ones. That. You got I the mean, big ones. at some point, the littler ones are just little. and Yeah. yeah. We took it's out the ones that, that seemed like fun. So, hey, KD, uh, if you were to go back... Like five years, six years, right? Knowing what you know now, and you went to the barbershop, right? Would you just nope the fuck out right then and said, uh uh-uh, uh, no thanks? <laughs> or, or would you have gone no ahead chance. and done it? <laughs> No chance. I would have, no, 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 no. Well, nah, I'm kidding. I look, I don't live life with regret like that, you know? It's just, you know, I got to where I am here. I mean, in the last six years but more so the five years that i was leading you know i i learned a lot man yeah learned a lot met a lot of people oh dude people the fucking that, people are you kidding you know, me like, you, the people are great right yeah and that's and I that's mean, why so many of us keep coming back to play the game right mm-hmm. it's why like you stuck around for you, so long i'd like <laughs> to say i can call you a friend you know i have your number you have my number Exactly, you know what? I've met your wife. You've met my girlfriend. So exactly. Oh, you guys. Yeah, are, you guys are they that think... close. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably, we're probably. I mean, we're not BFFs, but we're probably a lot closer than people may have have realized. It, um, it would probably help if I had a phone, probably, right? 
Well, yeah, that makes it a little <laughs> bit harder to get in touch. <laughs> I was probably, I, I don't know, I'd say, again, this is me trying to think I'm special. I'd like to say I'm one of the few that actually got the real phone number and not the line contact. Dude, you got the fucking knows? burner phone. Are you shitting me? Come on. <laughs> he tells that to all the girls. He tells that to you all get, the girls. You get the prepaid, uh, yeah. I got a drawer of phones down here, too, by the way. Just nice. in case. See, here, here's here's another one, not my normal one. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that more stems from my War Dragon days than my burner phone days, but who knows? It's all the so, same now. So uh, there was something going on today on the forums, and uh, it, it looks like there's a forum post that has addressed it now, so I think we can talk about it. Um, but there's obviously been many allegations of cheating and and everything that goes on and 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 there was a player there today a uh, pretty scorned player um you know basically saying uh, a lot of things over time um but mostly that that dread is still cheating now uh and is not retired <laughs> and it was all a lie um and that they cheated they got atlas back uh is there anything that you want to say on that topic? I, I don't want to give this person too much time of day because I don't really think they're worth it. Um, but I, I do think it's an important point to address. I, we've, we've talked about it a few times, how Dread has never uh, cheated or exploited. But I think it's important to be very explicit and on the record about that. Well, okay. First off, we always have time for our fans. And look you know, who for- is catering to the audience. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, you should start a podcast. This is like your thing. <laughs> I look for for this thing. So, yes, I'm, I'm looking at my phone as we speak. It seems like um, PG has responded to it. You know, for all this that happened, um, we notify PG. That's what I was just going to ask you. We notified PG prior to disbanding. Like how long? We told them. Flighty, how long was that? <laughs> Is Flighty there? Sorry, uh, I don't. I don't remember. I I'd say I'd say a couple weeks. Oh, like two really? Weeks. Wow. Yeah. We well, <laughs> I could talk about this one, but I don't know if they want me to. They think you were so, bluffing. No, so when we reached out to PG, we said, you know, we're prob- we're going to be closing up shop. We didn't know exactly when, right? And and to be honest, I didn't know exactly when either. We just knew that it was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had to get all of our stuff done. And there's a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of stuff that needs to go into planning all this, um, a lot of messages to type up, all that kind of stuff. So... You know, we notified them that we were going to probably close in shop soon. And they, I guess I reached out to them because I wanted to get a conversation going with them about, you know, like trying to help change the game and just help improve the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got somewhere, but not as far as I would have liked. Um, it is what it is. Uh do, do they actually give a th- shit, or does it just come down to money? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a question. For, that's a question for Jerry when he gets on. <laughs> I don't know. All I can say is, you know, from my end, I wanted to try to see if we can get a conversation going yeah. about that. 
Um, and that that way, on our exit, we could maybe leave a positive message or a message of something. Right. You know, because all that it comes down to is, and, you know, it's, if we were to champ, if Dreadnought was to champion something, right, similar to the first boycott that we, that I ran or we mm-hmm. ran, whatever it was, right, um, the community backed us. The community backed what they perceived as just objectively good changes to the game right and that was back of the voice uh, first boycott i figured we could do something similar to that obviously i'm just going to tell them i was going to boycott right and i <laughs> right. i don't think i have it in me to really you know follow through with all that kind of stuff i'm just you know the last couple months it's just been i've, I've been done you know mm-hmm. I, mentally I, I checked out so right. yeah notify pg about it so when it actually came time um, obviously, I wasn't going to tell them when exactly we were going to spend because, you know, I don't want I don't tell anybody. Right. Like, right, right. It was all, I think Flight was the only really the only person, you know, that knew by the time like when we were forming the decision on when to decide. So. Fast forward, we did it, we disbanded. And I know that looking, you know, at other teams that have done this, when you disband. You remake the team and you get Atlas back. That's the impression that we got. That, uh, we thought that that's just how this thing worked. We didn't know how exactly it worked, but that's just what previous teams have shown, at, you know, as an example. Right. So when we came on, we we're like, uh, okay, we don't have Atlas. What the hell? So we sent a mail to PG. Um, they said they were going to check it out and see what they can do. And here we go. That's it. Hmm. There was no, you know, there's no exploit. Like we disbanded the team and then we remade the team. What part of that was meant to be an exploit? We don't own a castle right now. So I don't know if we have all the infrastructure or the 800 and however many million guards that we had. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. But if we did, I'll be the first to say, please take it out of our, take it out of the team. Mm -hmm. I'd be the first to say that. I'm saying it right now. Right on the podcast. If we have that stuff, take it out because it's not well, the purpose of this. The new team's not meant to be competitive, right? Or is it? Or no, no, no. It's not. It's not. Um, the problem is it, here's the thing: the team is not supposed to be, but there's still players who are still on the team because right. they don't want to leave because yeah. it's home, right? No, and I, I know. I mean, you. I made you, you. I forced you to fucking kick me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. You know, we still have players on the team who are just naturally competitive. Right. right. You can take them out of the competitive situation. You can't take it out of them. Right. Like they're still competitive. So when they got Atlas, they're like, oh, fuck it. Let's go tear some shit up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for people who are salty, they're just fans, man. They're just fans of us. That's all it is. Dude, I was and the same way. It's okay. Yeah. I argued with Panda yeah. all fucking day. About everything, and in the end, it, it it pretty much just came down to I wanted to be where he was at, you know. I think right. that's how a lot of people and are, and they just don't want to admit it. And you know that whole, you know, all the accusations about cheating and stuff. Seriously, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I understand, like, this is kind of being this is going to be beating a dead horse, right? But no, we don't cheat. The the last thing we would do is cheapen this legacy, cheapen what we did or discredited exactly no right like 
Now we go up there and we just show the fuck up. That's that's all it is. I don't set alarms every. We don't set alarms every fucking two and a half hours for PvP. Right. To just so that we can cheat and then win win cheapishly. Right. You know. I don't know. Do we have to edit that? Do we have to edit that out? Is that something we're we're vocally saying? It's okay. All right. <laughs> we're retired. Uh, then let let's leave that well, in there. No, so no. so. I, I will say the last time it was set, we were in the middle of it. <laughs> that's what I didn't want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, we I in the middle I hate of it. editing. Fucker. I know. <laughs> that's true. Well, now it's all said and done. So it's yeah. Over with. So, uh, you know, another question, another rumor, another legacy mystery thing that's always happened is, you know, if you apply or make it onto dreadnought that there was a minimum weekly spend that was required to be on the team can you tell us how much that was and why you instituted that rule for dreadnought (laughs) alex how much money have you spent um including atlas elite this past year uh zero Uh, there is no, there is no minimum. Everybody just does their best. Well, see, that's where, L- just that's where LD didn't understand, right? Cause they've just figured like have a team of 50 JLs and 50 tofus and 50, you know, Karis's that, that ain't going to work, dude. That that's not how the shit rolls. Well, it's not, it's not just, it's not just LD, you know, many teams have made that mistake in the past and you know, <clears throat> teams will continue to make that mistake. You, you look at the numbers and you figure that's all that matters. Right. Well, we still won. We still won every single time. And it's not because we spent, I mean, we spent a fuck ton of money. Okay. People spent a fuck ton of money. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. People, but, people definitely spent money. I know I personally spent money because I went back after I retired <laughs> and looked at my iPhone statements and I know how much I spent and it's a number <laughs> I'm not proud of. You're an idiot. <laughs> But at the end of the day, time and time again throughout our history, we've had teams that have had more spenders. Right, that's true. Even, yeah. even now, even like up until the most recent, I don't know that we were the number one spending team. You know? I, I don't. Think I'm so. just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't know. What dude. it comes I, down I, to, I still haven't collected all those free things from the little squiggly box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody's buying something. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we we make it work, right? We there's strategy. There is, believe it or not, there is strategy behind some of these events. There is strategy behind what we do. We spend hours and weekends re you know reinventing ourselves trying to refine trying to get better trying to be more efficient trying to be more effective we we spend the time we put the work in ain't no shortcuts how do you yeah anyways so, i'm not gonna go so on about that it's when gonna, when yeah. you post like online say hey i need you to show up at this time yeah that's not just like by coincidence you actually plan that stuff? <laughs> yeah yeah no it just just fucking happens um, I, I think you and I both at some point or another had uh, a heavy hand in the team. Uh, so I think you and I, LX, both know some of what went into some of the strategy and planning oh, that yeah, the no. team underwent. 
They they talked me into leading raids once back once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's funny <laughs> to think back on, but okay. <laughs> I figure worst case, it'll just be decent material for a podcast later. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> gotcha. So Oh, let's see. I, I've got a few more questions. Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't know how much we want to peel back the curtain. We've peeled it back pretty far, but um, you can you can ask it, and I'll so, skirt around if I need to. You know, it, it, it's often been said that you're kind of a, a pretty mad tyrant or or dictator. Um, so if that's being said, you you've mentioned you had some officers and stuff earlier. How much did they ever sway your decisions or or help? Obviously, Flight was was very involved, and I'd say almost like a right hand person to you. But and there's obviously more officers on the team that that held that role, and and you mentioned that finding officers was almost a fool's game. So, um, were they there more for show, or or did they do things? How did that all play into the team structure? Well. Hmm. To answer the question, how much did I, you know, how much did I listen to them? All the time. If the rest of the team, if the rest, I picked out the officers because they represented a cross section of the team. So that if there was ever a decision, if there was ever a discussion about anything if officers did not feel that it was you know good in a in a good direction then you have to listen to that right as the leader of the team yeah you're the leader of the team yeah i'm king dread and yada 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 whatever i say goes okay that's great and all um how do you keep your title right how do you keep that credibility because at the end of the day you have shitty leaders all over it all comes down to respect it comes down to respect it comes down to just some basic code of ethics right knowing that you're following someone who is not (laughs) trying to screw anybody over who is not trying to take the shortcut who's not being shady right you build that you build that trust over time and i'm grateful that i've got not just a good core of officers, but also a great fucking team that I don't got to worry too much about. You know? Right. So, I mean, you know, how much do you listen to your officers? Well, look, even if officer or no officer, that's the thing. I ask people, I ask members for ideas and feedback, right? I ask them because I want to get an idea. How, what does this, if we were to do this, how would that look? How would the team react? And if you don't have a pulse on your team, then you're not a fucking leader, no matter what the title in the game says. Right. right? You can have the title, but if you're not doing the job, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not following through with your responsibilities, if you're not holding yourself accountable for what you're actually supposed to be doing, then it's just a fucking title. It's fake. Right. right? Yeah. And you don't get to you don't get to be a good leader. You don't get there if you don't know who your team is. You don't know how your team feels about this thing, right? 
of course I have to get advice. You know, I have to counsel, right? Counsel with flighty all the time. Counsel with like anybody, right? Officers to anybody. Um, anything that could be remotely controversial or, you know, have multiple opinions or multiple perspectives on, I'd always counsel. Always, always, always counsel. Never, never, ever allow my ego to be too big that I can't ask for advice. Never. That's that's just that's just foolish, right? And that's how great teams end up crumbling. Because usually because the leadership has too big of an ego. <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Or they're or they're fucking around and they got caught. <laughs> um, yeah. I always used to appreciate when you'd listen to me last and then be like, I already made up my mind like 10 people ago, but I still wanted to hear what you had to say. <laughs> have I done that to you? <laughs> yes, you have. I, he, I was arguing, like, I was arguing my point, thinking the whole time, like, dude, I should be a fucking lawyer. Like, I'm totally changing his mind, like swaying his decision. And then I'm getting done. And I say, like, all right, let me know when you're done. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was already decided, but. Yeah. Now I got now I now I want you to understand why I made that decision. That's what you said to me. <laughs> and I said to you, you okay, that makes sense. And I said to he you, he was dude, trying to help you grow. And, well, he kept saying the same thing over and over again. I'm like, dude, I just don't fucking understand it. So he pawned me off to flighty, and she beat it in my brain. And then, <laughs> then, I, then I understood exactly what I needed to understand. Oh, that one. Oh, that one. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Listen, she, that, like I said, <laughs> Flighty was the silent assassin. I know, know, man. So uh, we're circling back to the question before. We, we talked about proudest moment, but what's that thing you wish you could take bath, back? And I want to start with you first, Flighty, and then we'll circle back to King Dread. What's the one thing out of your entire War Dragons career where you're kind of like, you know, I really wish I could have that one back. Besides coming out of retirement. That's unfair. (laughs) That that might have been my answer. Um, You know, I don't, I'm not a big, like, have regrets kind of person. Um, There's, there's maybe one or two strategic decisions that we made that if I had it to do over again, I might've thought a little bit more about how we did it. But really as King Dredd has said, everything that we did, we talked through 500 different scenarios on how it might play out. We talked through every, every Avenue, at least two or three times. Um, So there's really not anything major, I don't think. I don't think I have regrets in terms of game, other than maybe like this one team in my past. <laughs> I was going to say FG. that. Oh, that FG team. Uh, no, it wasn't even that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, the other one. If if I can if I can add in here, Go I for think it. for any for anything in life, when you know you put in the work. Right, whatever it is, you put in the work, you put in the repetitions. You don't live, you don't live with regret, right? Because for you to have made the decision that you did, you've considered the other four hundred options and the four hundred decisions that you could have made, but you chose not to make those, mm-hmm. right? So when you finally land on the one that you think is best, because obviously everyone's objectively going to do what they think was the best objective choice, right? You always try to make the best decision. 
so that you can come out on top. So when you put in the work, you don't really live with, with regret because even if it doesn't play out the way that you thought, you know you did the work and this is with the information that you had, this was the best choice. And if it worked out the other way, okay, so be it. We consider the other way. Just didn't think it would play out that way, right? So you don't, you know, I don't know. At least for me, I don't live it with regret because I know we considered all the things that we should have, you know. Man, I was really, I want to be a smart ass here and really say, you know, kicking me is not a regret, but I I don't think I want to know the answer to that because I think the truth is going to hurt too much. You didn't get, did you get kicked? I got kicked, man. I I got a I got you know one of those infamous messages really? that start with "Hey." Yeah, I got one of those "Hey" messages, and then why did you get so was, lucky? Uh, That's bullshit. Dude. Obviously, I I wasn't even around. At least you were around. I was trying yeah, to get I got the, the fuck the, out I got, of there. I got the "Hey, it's time." <laughs> after after the, after this event, you're done. And I was like, oh shit! Nice. Like this came out of left field. I did not say it that way. (laughs) (laughs) You were you were a little bit nicer, but I was reading through the bullshit, you know. Fair enough. Oh, that's all right. We we've known each other for too long. I was just like, shoot straight with me, man. Shoot straight with me. So, oh, we're coming up on on almost two hours here. So I I think we've got a lot of curtain peeling back going on. Uh, We might have to have you come on for an encore or something sometime. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably going to be an encore when people hear this with questions they were too shy to ask. But um, before we end the episode, is there anything either of you would like to leave in parting wisdom on anybody still playing War Dragons? Good question. Good, good. Yeah. Dude, I want to hear this. Hmm. Flighty. <laughs> Why do you make me go first? Um, <laughs> you know, we all stick around for the people. Yep. I think that ultimately that that's what it came down to for me. And, and so as long as you're still having fun, stick with it. If it stops being fun, don't be afraid to walk away. Nice. Well, damn, that's a hell of a lot better than what I had. Um, <laughs> advice for people still playing. Run. <laughs> that's your advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say this. I'd say if you're going to continue to play the game, and I mean, you know, this is probably piggybacking off flighty. Sorry. Taking credit for your work. That's how it always goes, right? Um, if you're going to continue playing, make sure that you're Make sure you recognize you have options. I would rather join a quote unquote smaller team that is actually fun with good people mm-hmm. than trying to chase or trying to stick on this, you know, a better team, a higher ranked team or more quote unquote successful team, whatever, whatever it is, whatever that measure is, right? Don't stick around with shitty people. Um, I know of. And, you know, I know, Alex, you know of people, too, where, you know, good people, bad shit ass team, bad leadership, right? And it's like, why? You know, and like, look, everybody has their reasons. Everybody has loyalty to their friends, right? Everybody's made friends in every team they've gone to pretty much, right? So I get that. But just don't, I would say, stay loyal to your friends, but don't stay loyal to shitty leadership shitty people you know 
Um, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the experience. You know, now that I've, you know, kind of retired, right, I suppose. Um, watch, I say this, and then, like, later on, I'm going to go on someone's <laughs> castle and snipe the fuck out of them, right? Nice. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Might blow up your team next day. I don't know. Um, you know, for all of us, we all stuck around playing for as long as we did because ultimately the relationships that we've made, the people that we've met, meant a hell of a lot more than whatever game, whatever platform it is, right, that drew us in the first place. Yes. It was the people. So make sure that you surround yourself with good people. That's, you know, Dude, shitty people can really, mm-hmm. really bring you down, man. Shitty, salty people, like just. You know, the people who are always depressing, the people who always got something to say, the people who always got something to complain about, don't don't stick around them for too long, okay? They're miserable, and they're miserable in real life, and they're going to come into this game and make you miserable. Um, so don't try not to stick around that. I hate to see people, you know, change or, you know, just be less of themselves, right? Less cheerful. No, this is a game. You're supposed to have fun. The fun I chose... Right, and, and everybody has a different version of fun. The fun I chose was going out, smacking the best team, and and talking smack about it. Right, that, that that's fun for me. All right, um, but other people have other ones. Right, so just make sure that you surround yourself with good good people who also think you know are a little bit like minded. Right, it it helps. It helps a lot. It's healthier for everyone, honestly, for mental health. Because the last thing you want to hear is somebody you know is just stressed out from this game and god forbid something happens right uh, yeah you know as much as much shit as i talk right uh mental health is a real thing and yeah. if you're stressed out if you're if you're in a bad place and you come to this game and it's even worse and it's just driving just pulling the worst out of you that's, that's not a good not a good place you need to try to be as aware of that as possible that that's my long ass winded answer no nah, that's well said dude i mean there's a lot of time that i wanted to talk about mental health on the show because uh, i think it's a real issue with <laughs> maybe not just war dragons maybe there's a lot of places you know a lot of games i don't know but there's a lot of Absolutely. people looking for a lot of a lot of something i don't know what they're looking a lot for of but escape. they're looking for something an escape right. Probably, but yeah. So I've got, I've got two more questions. Um, the first one. So now that Dreadnought has retired, can I come back to the team, please? <laughs> you can put an application in. I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens later. See this shit, folks, dude. See this. <laughs> I just want you to see this. You should have done it yesterday. Uh, I was, uh, I was number five, bro, for like an hour. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> or maybe that was the then, day before. I don't remember. The last question is going to put both of you on the spot. You can choose not to answer, but it was a requested question. I'm sure you will Who's know going who, first? who it's coming from. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, will you be te- attending the Alpaca event this year? <laughs> I'm going to let Flighty answer that first. I don't think I've ever been invited to the Alpaca event. You're invited now. Ooh. I'm inviting you right this second. Um, let me know when and where, and I'll let you know. November. All right, I'll let you know. November. Yeah. Uh, 
first week of November, I think. I'm in New York the last week of October, so that might be hard. I'm going to be in Hawaii. No excuses, flight. I'm making it happen. <laughs> Yay. We'll see. I'm going to play, <laughs> I'm gonna play right. a song this year. I'm taking up the guitar. I'm learning a song for everybody. It'll be good. Hold on. King Dread hasn't given his answer yet, though. I got to put him on the spot. Oh, yeah. Damn Come it. on, man. Damn it. I was trying to stay quiet. Nah, uh, I... I really don't know. I really don't know what my schedule is going to look like. Uh, you guys, you two, know why I walked away. And I kind of touched on this, right? You know yeah. why I walked away from the game. You know that I've got some commitments coming up. So hopefully it doesn't run into it. It's hard for me to say. Really, it really is. That's a fair. And I know, answer. and I know the, and I know the, you know, the person who's asking this question seems very, very nice, and I'm sure it would be a great time. So it's not that that's holding me back, but you know, hard for me to picture what I'm doing four months from now, right? That's a so, fair, fair answer. You just don't want to hang out with them. losers like us. Uh, I told them I'd ask. But I appreciate that. Nah, I just messing with you, dude. <laughs> All right. By the way, LX was the one who wanted me to ask that question. I'm just throwing it out there. So, Oh, I did? Um, yeah. I forgot. You just didn't know it. I it know. was in the show notes at the, at the very bottom. So, okay. Well, listen, I, I think LX and I uh, immensely appreciate both oh, of yeah, your time <clears throat> spending uh, more than two hours with us because of show prep and everything that's involved ahead of time. Um, uh, uh, for me personally, I, I, I can't speak enough volumes of the time that we played the game together and the friendships that we've created outside of it. LX probably feels the same. Um, uh, I knew when he told me, you know, King Dread, you had agreed to come on, that something like this was probably in the works. Um, and, and I hope for for all of our listeners, this has kind of been, you know, a nice peel back behind the curtain. You know, you've heard Alex and I talk shit for a very long time about the game and, you know, things that went on. And hopefully this... This helps you realize that we're all just people behind a phone screen, and you know there's there's nothing different about any of us. Um, Speak for yourself. So, all right. Well, maybe maybe there's something different about you. Who knows? But, um, so I'm I'm gonna wrap up my part and say thank you. I, I'm sure LX wants to say a few words, and then we'll wrap it up. Nah, yeah. Thank thank both of you for coming on and, and flighty. I mean, you you were a jewel to me in my uh, tenure in war dragons and King dread. Thank, thank you for first off accepting me onto the team, which I never thought would happen in a million years. And <laughs> secondly, for taking me and, you know, being, well, I mean, you were a little bit rough the first time when you were reprimanding me and then you quickly learned that <laughs> you had to change it a little bit. Cause I'm a, I'm a big pussy and I'm sensitive. just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It, no, it, the changing part, not the not that part. <laughs> well, it's a little, it's a, like yeah. I, I understand it's a little counterintuitive, you know. Somebody like just says stuff, you know, but then they can't take it. I, I get it, but no, you were very adaptive, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, that's 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 you have to be right. I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, member or teammate, whatever the <clears> fuck <throat> you call it, right? I still consider you a friend, right? So when I'm talking to a friend and I see that they're hurting. Then well okay all right so that's I gotta change right it's just how it is right it's just how I gotta approach this well, you so. you were quick to to make the make the adjustments and and I do appreciate well, that thank you yeah yeah of course 
thanks guys thanks for having us on yep oh and, absolutely uh, thanks for being here absolutely so all right everybody i i hope you got uh everything you wanted to hear and thanks for listening and maybe we'll have him back sometime but the thanks for showing up i i might have to split into two parts i don't know but i guess that's it anybody else got any last uh things to say no nope all right nope king dread Mike and drop. boom and flighty and venereal disease Another another shout out to my my boy Tofu. I think that's the third one. He should be real happy. Love you, bro. Uh, All right, guys. All right. Catch you next one. Later. Later.